right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your awesome open mic with your host, Pete. Back there. Sound all right? We're all good to go. It is time to begin everyone's favorite hour, the Mutiny Radio Happy Hour Open Mic. We are here. We are funny. We are ready to rock. Comics, are we ready? Are we ready to rock? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. It's another end to a good week, although I am a little confused. I'm a little confused myself as to why the movie National Treasure wasn't just about Nick Cage finding out that he's a national treasure. I think that should have been the direction they should have taken that movie. Uh, let's, let's make an actual joke here. You know, let's go with some dad jokes. Who'd like some dad jokes? Yeah. I was talking to my grandma the other day. She said, uh, I had a rough Sunday. I farted in church. I said, oh, no, Grandma, that sounds terrible. She said, yeah, I had to sit in my pew the whole time. Let's keep the dad joke train rolling, guys. um, You know, when I die, I hope I'm not buried in a coffin. I feel like I'm more of a sarcophagi. Oh, God. I really shouldn't be making dad jokes uh, ever since my doctor told me that I'm sterile. Um, really should lay off the dad trope joke train. I'm kidding, guys. I'm not sterile. I've had like six vasectomies. None of them have taken. My fucking, uh, my testicles look like they were subject to a BB gun firing squad. It's, uh, it's a rough show down there. Yeah, I've been the cause of several unwanted uh, abortions. Uh, oh, Hey, honey, look out for those stairs. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's how we start off the Mutiny Open Mic. All right, let's get off of my crashing and burning and bring someone else up to crash and burn. Who wants to see your first SF Sketchfest reject? Say yeah. All right, number one, coming to the mic. We have the always wonderful Sabrina Miller. Best reject, come on. God, wait until I bomb at the fucking punchline to pour salt in the wound. That's how you do it. That's how one comedian does another comedian. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. The last New Year's resolution I made was a couple of years ago, and it was to get up on stage and do my first stand-up set for the first time. They didn't brainwash, right? And it turns out that disappointing your parents is super easy New Year's resolution to keep. I'm doing really well. It's the gift that doesn't keep on giving. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, so I'm, I'm, under, I'm under no delusions. Uh, there's only about 1% of comedians who actually make it to, you know, that, that rarefied air, that level. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be one of the one percenters, though. I'm not going to have a meadow named after me in a park like Robin Williams. Not even going to get a park bench named after me. I think my best, uh, my best bid for immortality is having a Muni Metro Station escalator named after me. That's right. The Sabrina Miller Church Street Station Memorial Escalator. Why, you may ask, why? Because I've had just as many breakdowns. Hey, yo, my ear, I'm harnessing my inner Ian Levy. Hey, yo, you know what I'm talking about there. Maybe I'll do some crowd work. 
crowd. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Allison, you're like, brings back painful memories. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, let me let me tell you about my New Year's Eve. It, uh, I, I worked for most of the day, but it wasn't all that bad after I got off, went home, uh, you know, did my hair, actually straightened it, put product in it, put makeup on, got on a nice dress, and I went to a bar, t- uh, one of my favorite bars downtown in, in, in SF near Westfield. And so I'm just sitting at the bar. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for someone to come up and, you know, kind of start flirting with me. So an hour goes by, and I'm like, you know, I just don't give up hopes. Serena, the two hours goes by, three hours. But after four hours, and I assure you this was before midnight, a guy, he sat down next to me, and he was like, you know, I couldn't help but notice you all night. You just seemed so lonely. I wanted to buy you a drink. And I was like, I was like, thank you, hon. I'm really flattered, but I just got out of a really bad relationship, and I just don't want to be hurt. You know, I just, I did, it was good to feel wanted. It was one of my best New Year's Eves ever. Yeah. I th- hopefully it will sustain me through uh, Valentine's Day. No, that joke actually killed it over at SF Eagle. But you're smiling. You're smiling. Okay. I got Allison to smile. There. That translates into just, uh, into just raucous laughter from an audience. If I can get comedians to smile, that, that gives me hope. That gives me hope. I'm actually pointing to myself. My theater teacher would hate it if she was watching me right, right now. Her, her, one of her major rules was don't point to yourself when you're on stage. Don't do it. I'm sorry, Claudine Carew. I'm sorry, Mrs. Carew. I really am. Uh, Happy belated solstice. Maybe this joke will land better. Happy belated solstice. Uh, We're gaining daylight, right? We started out with nine seconds after the solstice. Now we're up to over a minute. Who's excited? Who's excited about more daylight? Raise your hand. Who's excited? Okay, that's good. Um, Some people not raising their hands over here. Do we have any vampires in the audience? Are you uh, getting worried about seasonal affective disorder there? Is that, uh, yeah. So I think the only people who don't like uh, like moving towards the spring equinox are like vampires and gingers and like, uh, you know, Amish guys. It's like, oh, Jesus, I have to plow the fields for how much longer today? God damn it. Get it, more daylight? They don't have halogen lights? I never mind. You know, this is good. This is, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm just warming up for a mic after this. You know, I'm just warming up. Uh, so, in a, you know, an extra minute, uh, that may not seem like a lot of time, but you can do, you can do a lot in one minute. Uh, for instance, the other day I got out of the shower, I, I you know, I patted myself dry. I, I wiped the, uh, the fog from the, from the full length mirror. Felt bad about myself for a few times. That's one thing you can do in, you know, in a minute. Uh, a minute, that's also enough time for your parents to realize you're not joking or being ironic when you come out as trans on the National Transgender Day of Visibility, which just so happens to be your birthday. That was it. Well, thank, thank you for that, Arjun. Thank you. One little, huh. I guess I, I, maybe I should just end on that. Maybe that's as good as it's going to get. Yeah, that's what it's all about, going first, getting the crowd warmed up, you know? That's right. Oh, oh, sick burn. Sick burn, Jason. Oh, boy. Those male, male comedians there. I, uh, so I was talking about being trans. Okay, I, I have a question for, uh, you know, the other, other women in the audience. I have a question for the ladies here. Has anyone ever approached you and asked you, like, if, if you miss your dick? Second question, have you, have you ever been mistaken for trans? Uh, 
Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, that's, okay, this happened to me before I did a set at a mic recently. And and, and it was not, where's the horn? Where's the, uh, oh, never mind, one minute. So it's not like I had just done my set on stage and told a joke where I said, uh, well, damn, it took a lot longer than I thought to heal up from the sexual uh, sex reassignment surgery. Wow, oh, that vagina maintenance is rough. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, dude, I didn't even, I didn't open the door for you. You fucking took a sledgehammer and, and you, you made your own door, so fuck you. But it turns out I got free BART tickets out of it. It was weird. Apparently some, you know, some misogynistic assholes think they can make amends by giving you BART tickets. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not a, pro I'm not a fucking, anyway, never mind. I don't know where I'm going with that one. Uh, Oh, I know. I know what will make you laugh. So I had a different roommate last year. A lot of times we clashed. One morning, uh, he thought I was taking too long in the bathroom. And he was like, Sabrina, how much longer are you going to be in there? You're not the only one who lives here, you know? The accent has been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. And then, you know, I, I make some offhand remark. He, and then he barges in and he pushes me to the side. And I'm like, dude, just because you're gay doesn't give you the right to do this. And then, you know, we got into the staring contest and he glared at me. And then he called me a cunt. Yeah, he called me a cunt, swear to God. And I was like, I, I, I was at a loss for words. All I could say was like, fuck you, you fucking prick. You can keep your rent-controlled apartment. But about 30 minutes later, after I calmed down, it finally dawned on me. I was like, oh my God, he called me a cunt. Yeah, I've really made it as a woman. True story. All right, that's it for me. I'm going to turn it back over to uh, to your host, Martin Cunney. And I just got All right, that's Sabrina Miller, everyone. Give it up one more time. My uh, roommates have been upset with me being in the, in the uh, bathroom too long lately, most because I uh, recently returned from India. I wanted to get some more culture in me, and I did, some stomach culture, and now I have some foreign and domestic culture clashes, and it's turning out to be very explosive. Um, guys, let's bring up your next comic. You know him, you love him. His southern charm will sweep you off your feet. Give it up for Matthew Banks. Give it up for your host. All right. I was uh, watching Netflix. There's this documentary on bees, so I figured I'd watch that. That's where my life has come to, or what is, you know? So evidently, the bees in the, in the world are dying. Like, every year, half of the population of the bees just disappears, and they don't even know what's happening. They're not even sure why. But the saddest part about it is that I don't care at all. <laughs> um... I feel like I'll care when like it's like really a problem. Like I work much better under pressure. So I feel like when there's like three bees left, I will get off my ass and give a bee some Viagra, light light some candles for that queen bee. I don't know. Do they fuck? I don't even know. I should probably research that. The queen bees are they fuckers? Uh, anyway, so I'm bipolar. I was uh, I was diagnosed in high school. And I asked the doctor, well, what exactly does that mean? And he said, well, bipolar is just a medical term for you're not going to have any friends in high school. 
Uh, that's pretty much what it was. They gave me a lot of medication. I was taking 18 pills a day at one time. I was a fucking zombie. It was pretty pathetic, actually. You know, they say that the eyes are the windows to the soul, and I believe that's true, because if you looked in my eyes, you could tell that I uh, desperately needed to be held. It was tough for me, hard out there for a pimp. Uh, so yeah, I had no friends. And I don't blame them, because I judge the shit out of anybody that would even talk to me. Like, if, if somebody came up to me like, how you doing, Matthew? I'd be like, wow, this dude, this dude's desperate for friendship. <laughs> like, come on, bro, you are a fucking loser. If you want to talk to me, you got major issues, because it... You know, at 14, I wasn't fucked up, and at 15, I just bit the fucking dust. Um, I was a real jock before then. Um, anyway. Our country is lacking love. We need love. Like, I wish people would just fucking get along. Like, if you just look, I believe that everybody's at least got something in common. You know, if you just look at the things you love... Like, even gays and rednecks. We all know that they fucking love meth. Yeah. I feel like they should throw a party together. Make things right. You know, the gays just they smoke the meth and they have a bunch of gay sex. Um, but the rednecks, they smoke this shit and deny the fact that they just had a bunch of gay sex. I believe this could help out. Just have them smoke some mess together. Um, anyway, so I'm all for equality. I really am. I believe we should all have the same opportunities that I was given as a kid. However, um, I was in an earthquake drill at work today. And I was like, all equality goes out the window <laughs> during a natural disaster. <laughs> I was like, I will push a gay, black, transgender, I don't care, baby out of a window to avoid a falling ceiling tile. <laughs> I swear to God, we don't have fucking earthquakes down south. Uh, that shit is terrifying. Uh, that earthquake woke me up. I thought I put too many quarters in my bed. It was weird. Uh... My girlfriend told me I'm a lot like fucking a pancake. Uh, she said, I gotta flip you over when you start bubbling. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that means. I just thought of it and I was like, that's probably funny. I should write it down. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm from the South. I come here and everybody's like, you should try the barbecue down the street. It's delicious. So I go try the barbecue. It's fucking awful. I'm like, what is this shit? And I go back to him, and they're like, well, the guy that made it is from the South. I'm like, yeah, well, evidently, they kicked his ass out of the South because his barbecue fucking blows. You can't serve pulled pork with kale. Um, anyway, stop pushing my culture on me is all I'm saying. You don't come to Mississippi, you're like, you want some rice aroni? Uh, I don't even know what a San Francisco food, like, really is. Like, who knows? Is that time? Am I done? You guys have been a lot of fun. Give it up your host. That's Matthew Banks, everyone. Give it up one more time. What a wonderful time it is when he's here. 
It's very exciting, the Rice Rona, the San Francisco treat. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why we got sourdough. Does anybody here, like, go to eat sourdough specifically at Fisherman's Wharf? I, I never know anyone who does. That, that just confuses me. Uh, I feel like our real specialty is uh, acid. That's the real San Francisco treat. Okay, guys, that's what really people are going to remember us for. Like, oh, bread? No. <laughs> All right. Enough of me. Uh, some might describe your next comic as hella funny. That's because she's part of the hella funny crew. She's wonderful. She was rocking out last night down at the, t the new Tony Sparks mic, and she's going to rock it for you up here because she has the locks that rock. Give it up for Allison Hooker. Look, yeah, that's an amazing introduction. Thank you so much. I didn't even want the music. I was like, no. Uh, thank you. It's an interesting choice, though. Is that a lullaby? Okay, all right. Still an interesting choice. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, anyone make any New Year's resolutions? Yeah, fuck it. We're a bunch of... <laughs> you did? What'd you make? Okay. Well, mine was just to go to the doctor. Like, that's it. Like, anyone else afraid to go to the doctor? Like, it's too expensive. So I was like, okay, this year I'm going to the doctor. So I did that today. Um... Does anyone else get really stuck on that question, how many drinks per week? Yeah? Oh, not Matt. Sorry. I was looking at you. No, no, you don't get stuck on that question. I just, I, because I don't want to lie to the doctor too much. You know, you want her to check your liver. Um, but it's like, it's your doctor, not your lawyer. Like, are you going to be honest? You know? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm kind of like a comedy club. I'm a two drink minimum a night. It goes up from there. Uh, so I was like, I'll go with two drinks a night. So I was like, I have 14 a week. She goes, that's too much. I was like, really? I thought people could have two drinks a night. She goes, no, no, no. Men can have two drinks. Women can only have one. Right? No, I was fucking livid. I was like, oh, men can have two drinks? The fuck, lady? It's literally the middle of hashtag me too. Like, whose fucking team are you on? She's like, if you need help with your drinking problem, I help a lot of my patients. I was like, okay, lady, look, um, I came here for drugs, not rehab. Uh, also, she's not helping anyone with their drinking problem. She's just helping people lie to doctors. Because like the next time I go to her, I'm definitely going to be like, oh, yeah, I have seven drinks a week. You know, I'm no dumbass. She gave me the answer. <laughs> um, she asked me another Actually, fuck that. I'm not going back to that doctor. I want a doctor I can see eye to eye with. You know, I want a doctor that would look at my 14 a week and be like, that's not enough. Uh, she asked me another impossible question. What was the first day of your last period? Ladies, anyone else completely fucking stumped every time a doctor asks that? Every time, right? She pulls out her calendar like, that's going to help me. I'm like, oh, no, no, your calendar's not going to help me. Um, let me take a look at my calendar. Let me see... If I can remember the last time I got into a stupid fucking argument with someone. Three days after that. Um, glad the men can appreciate that one too. Uh, yeah, so then she went to give me the pap smear. Um, I'll just fill you guys in because there's so many men in the room. When we go to the doctor, they stick a speculum inside of us, they click it open twice, and they swab the inside of our vagina. <laughs> I know, you got to look on your face like, I wish I'd go to the doctor and stick my dick in something. But it's not... It's not like fun. Uh, they, you know, there's no like rotating head or bunny ears. It's just, it's whatever. It's cold. Like, it's whatever. Like, it'd be the equivalent of you sticking your flaccid penis in a cooler and having someone scratch it. Like, that's, that's pretty much, you know, whatever. It's whatever. 
Um, so she goes to give me a pap smear, and I think because I have a small frame, she thought like all of me was small. <laughs> so she goes, I am going to use my smallest speculum. Any smaller would be pediatric. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not even going to make jokes about that. It's just, that's for Roy Moore. You know, that's just fucking weird. Uh, so she goes with her smallest speculum, you know? <laughs> she goes to stick it in, it's like, no, I'm just kidding. It um, slid right in. <laughs> Ladies, no problem there. Uh, <laughs> her smallest speculum, she goes, and then she goes to click it open twice. She goes, click, 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 click. What I'm trying to say is the hallway doesn't always fit the building. I think it's what I'm trying to say smallest speculum like I don't know where my organs feed either this is just vagina and backbone um but you know what fuck it I'm proud of my <laughs> proud of my big pussy uh I made up a song about it okay it goes I can take that dick click 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 all right you guys you've been amazing happy fucking Friday Alison Hooker, everyone. You know, I recently moved in with three girls, and I was worried I was going to be left out because, you know, being the odd guy out. And uh, and then I heard when girls uh, live together, their periods sync up. I heard it was like, oh no, one more thing I'm going to be left out of. Uh, and then, fortunately for me, uh, when that time of the month finally rolled around, uh, my hemorrhoids started to act up, and so I didn't feel so left out. I'm a true feminist, okay? I bleed too. All right, your next comic. He's been killing it lately. He's stepping it up uh, as tall as he can because he's not got a lot to work with. Uh, everyone, give it up for Jason Cole. Marty, give it up for your host, Marty. Looks like he hands out towels at a gangbang, right? No? Hell yeah, he does. Looks like he parked cars at a cockfight. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. You know, guys, they say stand-up comedy is one of the hardest professions, right? Second only to maybe having a real job. They say uh, stand-up comedy is really hard, right, Arjun, sometimes? It's actually really easy as long as everybody laughs at everything you say. Uh, how about a joke? What do you call a hot, horny woman with seven tits, a tight vagina, and no gag reflex? You call her immediately. <laughs> yeah. Get that out of the way. Mm. Anybody celebrating anything tonight? I am. I'm happy to be celebrating an anniversary. Didn't even know it until I logged on to the Facebook. Have you seen those pop-ups reminding you of things? All my friends are like, five years ago, our third daughter, Olivia, was born, and now she's getting into kindergarten. We love you now more than ever. Or like my other friends are like, six years ago, I married my best friend, and I love you more than ever now today. And I'm like, hey, guys, eight years ago, I took a picture of a spider. True story. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg, for reminding me. I was focused on those arachnids while my pa family was having fun. Oh. Salt of the earth, have you heard of this phrase? Yeah. It's old school. I heard it the other, actually last summer, I do this guys trip with my high school friends every year, and it's a tight-knit kind of group of guys, and one guy was gonna bring somebody we didn't know. He's like, oh, you're gonna love Shane. He's real salt of the earth guy. You're gonna love him, salt of the earth. And then you meet Shane and you realize salt of the earth is like code for gaps in employment history, you know? 
He's like regaling us behind by the campfire about his summer spent on the Alaskan fishing boat. But when it comes for the job interview, he's going to have problems. They'll be like, okay, Shane, Jason recommended you for this job. We just have a question about your resume. Uh, tell us about this gap of employment See, uh, from March 2007 until the end of this sentence. Salt of the earth guy. You can say that all you want, but sooner or later he's going to be living on your couch and owe you a lot of money. What's next, guys? Oh, yeah, if you're anything like me, you smoke pot and stare at your dog and wonder what they're thinking. And I think she thinks I'm not doing enough in the way of retirement planning, you know? It's pretty good weed. Uh, but she's right. So I looked into it. Turns out I'm not. Uh, so I filled out one of those online uh, retirement calculators. You put in your age, your total income, your total crippling debt, and then kind of a parameters of what kind of retirement lifestyle you, you would be accustomed to. And it came back and it said I should fake my own death or insurance fire. Yeah. Better than my current plan, which was accidental autoerotic suicide. That was my retirement plan. You guys excited for your tax break? We're all a bunch of LLCs, right? Form an LLC, right? They raised the estate death tax finally from 5.6 million to 10 million. Whew. No tax on that when we leave it for our kids. Uh, and there's something about a Learjet tax. It's not as much to, to store your Learjet, and that's a real thing. That's why it's depressing. Boom, taking the gloves off, guys. And there is no, uh, okay, I got my light there. It's five-minute sets. Boom, let's head with the, so anyway, uh, let's go to the gold, guys. This is fucking content management. Uh, shit on a stick. What's the best joke I have? on this piece of shit. Okay, guys, look. There was a power out, uh, outage over the weekend here in the East Bay. Uh, funny side note, I found out what it was, and this is how fragile our goddamn world is, is a Mylar balloon landed on a power station. A Mylar fucking kid's balloon, you know. Now ISIS knows how to attack us with these balloons, but that was literally what happened. Power out, of course, computers down, TVs down. So I call up pg and &E. I need to let them know. Uh, apparently, it was the emergency line. Hello, PG&E emergency. How may I help you? Or this is fuck. Hi, PG&E emergency. This is Todd. How may I help you? Yeah, the power's out. Uh, no, no energy. No, no TV. No, no computers. No nothing. Okay, sir, are you in any danger? Well, as a matter of fact, Todd, I'm in danger of having to masturbate to memories. <laughs> Power outage is porno outage, Todd. Hello, Todd. Todd's not there, guys. All right, my name is Jason Cole. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jason. That was great. Reminded me that I am also scared of dying by autoerotic asphyxiation, uh, mostly because I don't want to have to force my parents to lie about the way I died. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about Marty. How did he go? Doing what he loved. Uh, sorry to hear it. All right, now if you squint real hard, you might mistake this next comic for our previous comic. Uh, maybe if you're clinically blind, you might mistake this next comic for your previous comic. Give it up for Arjun Banerjee! You would also have to be deaf because we sound different. In fact, you would basically have to not know what just happened. Someone would have to sign to you in your hand like Helen Keller's Take Caretaker and then be like, it's the same comedian, and just to trick you. And then they'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Or, and then 
And then you, and then you, as the caretaker, would just be like, "Aha! I have tricked this uh, blind and deaf person. What a brilliant comedian I am!" So, you know, what an interesting, what an interesting take. What a, what a. I'm gonna. You know what? Next time I host an open mic, which hopefully will be soon. I mean, hopefully not. But like, obviously, I should. We should all be starting mics. Everyone in this room should start a mic. Anyway. So if I ever do that, that will be the that will be how I introduce everyone. If you squint really hard, you might mistake this comic for the next comic, unless they are of the same race. In which case, uh, well, you know what? I'll navigate that later. Okay, on to my jokes. I was I I've been delivering for Postmates recently, and I uh, I was taking a f- I was being paid five dollars to take a four dollar cup cup of coffee one mile to a two million dollar apartment and on the way I passed seven homeless people and I was like is this right is this a, is this but then I on the way there this is the thought I had I feel like ca- capitalism's a lot like my girlfriend in that sometimes I don't like it but based on all available evidence it's probably the best thing I'm gonna get so you know onwards and upwards uh, or s- lateral, whatever. The main point is, uh, next joke. What is it? Oh, so uh, my mom died when I was young, and that. But a lot, a lot of people, their parents aren't together. But I think you know, when your mom dies, at least you know you're not the reason your parents aren't together, right? Is that funny? Yeah? Huh? Actually, you know why my mom's dead? Because the CDC doesn't. That's a fun fact. Okay. I said it more to to bum you out than to make you laugh, but you guys, on the other hand, I was like, well, it's at a comedy show. Might as well laugh when he stops talking. Um, sometimes I speak too much when I get on this topic. Next next joke. I, um, mm, what'd, what'd you guys feel about the capitalism joke? Yes, no? Yeah, okay, good. I feel good about it, too. But it's like, it's very much... Cause like I usually don't like doing like political humor, cause it's just like here's your opinion, but I'm saying it. But this one feels like there are some people, there are actually a fair amount of people I know who would be like, hey, wait a minute, see, I'm challenging the audience with a kind of defense. Anyways, next joke. Um. Oh, I thought you were like about to hit me with a slingshot. Oh, here's one I thought of recently. I'm going back, pretend you don't know me for this. I'm going back to school, everyone. I need more money. I've decided to go back to school uh, to sell drugs to middle schoolers. Uh, They are stupid. They will take unreasonable prices for drugs and they will trade you full prescriptions of, I'm not, I I don't believe in that joke anymore. Um, But the capitalism one's solid. And the mom one. I'm starting to create a whole fucking string of jokes that work with my mom. But on the other hand, sometimes, you might not know this, but your mom dying can sometimes bum audiences out because they're fucking pussies. But here's the thing. When people are like, oh, I'm sorry to hear, oh, I'm like, oh, my mom died. Like, oh, I'm sorry to hear this. Like, like, don't even, like, don't even trip, dog. It happens to everyone. Oh, I also say dog, by the way. That's my new thing. Uh, that's my, that's my New Year's. When, when, when Allison said, are there any New Year's resolutions? I, I had one, but I didn't say it because I'm not participating in crowd work. That's, you know, do that at a show, not at an open mic. Because then I'll be like, should I do bits? Because it's sort of, and it's not a bit. I say dog now, like in conversation, off stage, I will say dog to you. 
like for example, if you are tripping about something, I will say, don't even trip, dog. And it will sound so organic and so natural. And soon you'll be like, yeah, Arjun says dog. Right now everyone's like, Arjun doesn't say that. But soon people will realize that Arjun Banerjee says dog and it won't even be like a weird thing. It'll just be part of my ethos. Um, that was fun. Isn't stand-up comedy fun? Is that, okay, because you did Quiet Coyote, which <laughs> implies that I should just stop instead of the one minute light, am I right? Okay, so that dog stuff, a long explanation of it's kind of funny. The capitalism stuff's pretty good. The going back to school to sell drugs to middle schoolers doesn't really make, I mean, it makes sense, but it's just like doesn't fit because I'm, well, boy oh boy, stand-up comedy's fun, and I agree, I'm done. Give it up for Marty. All right, that was Arthur Banerjee, everyone. Bringing the open mind to the open mic. Uh, literally just heard his entire thought process while he was on stage, which is good. I think that really teaches us all something. All right. Why don't we go ahead and bring up your next comedian? Uh, he's wonderful. He's here. He's here to make you laugh. Give it up for Adam Perlstein. Hey, so I'm in a really good mood today. Um, f- found out. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Found out a uh, close friend of mine was um, asked to go on tour with a uh, national headliner, and uh, got canceled. So I'm really I'm a very jealous person. I don't like good things happening for people. Uh, who here? Will remember last year we were debating whether or not it was okay to punch a Nazi. Anybody here would punch a Nazi if they saw one? No, any of the guys here? You would? You would? If you saw a punch, so you, so if you saw a Nazi on the street, you would punch her in the face. I didn't say it was going to be a boy Nazi. So you would. Is it okay to punch a girl Nazi? That's a question I'm getting at here. I think it's okay. Evil's evil. doesn't matter what the host body is. I punched a girl Nazi one time. Yeah. I mean, I realized later it was a Girl Scout, but still, like, I'm a little, I was like, what are those, Hitler biscuits? She's like, no, they're Thin Mints. There. Um, teenagers with facial hair getting sick of it. Like teenage boys that like try to grow a beard before they can. It's just like, who are you trying to like, we know what you're doing. Like we can see it. It's not like anybody's being like, oh my God, are you a cowboy? It's like, no, I'm a 13 year old boy. It's like, oh my God, I thought you were a fucking retired police officer, dude. That was, <laughs> you want a beer? Oh wait, you can. You're third. God damn, you did it again. Such a good... It's like a teenager with like a facial hair. They just look like they went bobbing for apples in a tank full of pubic hair. It's basically <laughs> they look like, and it makes you. It makes me look more like a man. Like no, it doesn't. Facial hair does not make you look more like a man. If you want to press girls at school? Bring a gun to school. That's how. I, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. It's the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so SpaceX, SpaceX wants to start having commercial flights to outer space. It's like, yeah, no shit. It's like, it's a business. Like, what do you think building rockets and setting them on fire is a solid business model? It's like, you need customers, you fucking idiots. <laughs> it's not rocket science. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I wish I worked in tech. Uh, a lot of people give people in tech a hard time. You make so much money. I wish I could uh, I could make some money like that. But the school system failed me. That was a problem. School system totally failed me. That's what I'm going to do is I'm going to homeschool my children so they become so socially awkward, they become amazing at computers. All right. 
But I think some of the tech companies in the city are weird. I just don't like the names. Like Yelp. Like Yelp's a weird, like a weird name for a company. Like I picture some guy being like, hey, I got an idea for a company. It's called Yelp. And I'm like, Yelp? He's like, yeah, Yelp. Like, you know that sound when you kick a dog? I, I love that sound. I want to have a whole company about that sound. Um, big announcements. Um, March 20th, uh, first day of spring, uh, me and my girlfriend will be applying for food stamps. So I'm excited about... Um, all right, fuck it. I would, though. I'm not much of a gamer. Xbox, PlayStation, not for me. If there's any system I like gaming, it's welfare, baby. That's what I like to do. <laughs> uh, me and my girlfriend, we get uh, very jealous of each other. I'm always out at night doing this thing. She's always home. I don't know what she's doing. So uh, I got my girlfriend a uh, dildo for when I'm out at night. I can't make eye contact with women when I do this joke. So I got my girlfriend a uh, dildo when I'm out at night. But it's not a regular kind of dildo. It's a special one. When she touches it, it goes flaccid just to lower her self-esteem. It's more of... Invention. And she hates it too. She hates that I watch porn. Like it really bothers her that I watch porn. She's always just like, hey, how come you don't just think about me when you do that? I'm like, I do. I think, oh boy, you wouldn't like this very much. But I think about while I'm doing that. All right. I have to hide it from her. That's what I do. I wait for her to go to sleep, sneak into the other room, take care of business, come back in, doesn't suspect a thing. I mean, her roommate hates it, but I'm not dating her, so I don't care. All right, last joke. So it's important to me that my girlfriend thinks I'm brave. I want her to feel safe around me. So what I do is I'll wake her up in the middle of the night and pretend that somebody's breaking into our house. And I'll be like, oh my God, somebody thinks somebody's breaking in the house. She's like, holy shit, let me, I, I'm going to call the cops. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'll, I'll go downstairs and I'll, I'll check it out. She's like, all right, be careful. I'm just like, it's not my style. And then I walk downstairs and I look around and I jack off. And then the cops show up. Come on, you guys. All right. I was writing this at home, like, and this is where they laugh, and this is the next time they laugh. All right. Well, anyway. Um, yeah, capitalism is the best society. Don't feel bad about saying that. Okay, bye. <laughs> Adam Pearlson, everybody. Give it up one more time. That was great. I'd like to point out that uh, my, my roommate, uh, my old roommate, used to actually uh, frequently bang a Nazi. Uh, uh, it was hilarious. It was funny because he goes, this is a true story. He showed up at her house one time. Uh, the first time he fucks her, wakes up in the morning to notice that the painting above the bed was a giant portrait of Ava Braun with a Hitler mustache and a swastika tattooed on her arm. It was the funniest picture I've ever seen. <laughs> and it was always funny because he would like, every three months he'd go banger and then he'd like come back just ashamed. You could see him like head like sunken down. Anyway, speaking of female Nazis, your next comedian. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know this person. She seems wonderful. I'm sure she'll be great. She's here to make you laugh. Give it up for Barry Borders. I messed up the handshake. Should I go? Um, oh, you're right. <laughs> I should salute. Although this is a audio medium, but not for you guys. You guys get the real treat. Um, so I'm self-conscious of my feet, but more, yeah. Well, I've got shoes on now, so you can't see. But um, specifically one, um, it's got three moles on it. They're large. 
ever present. And <laughs> as a child, I was horrifically embarrassed of them. Um, one day on Halloween, I wore high heels to dress up like a teacher because that's the coolest Halloween costume to dress up as, is a teacher. Um, and someone <laughs> came up to me and they're like, hey, so, referring to the mole on my foot, is that real? I was like, yeah. And then I turned around and cried. Um, but that's not even like a stereotype of a teacher is a mole on a foot. Like, that's not even close to what the trope is. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've also dated a lot of short men in my life. Um, thank you, I, I kind of am a saint in that way. I think I do deserve a couple awards. <laughs> um, but like, here's just a little tip for short men out there in the niche. Um, don't pick me up, please. Please don't pick me up. It's like the least sexy thing you can do, especially if we're like about to have sex and you're like, let me, let me carry you to the bed. He loves my joke. Um, if I hear you grunt, I can't, I'm not gonna get wet for the rest of the year, I think. <laughs> um, I don't wanna hear anyone grunt while they're carrying my entire body weight. <laughs> uh, I had some clean jokes I was, oh, um, I recently, uh, <laughs> I recently accidentally bragged to a, a nine-year-old about my Christmas tree. Like, he was like, uh, oh yeah, he, he, here's the Christmas tree, it's so big. And I was like, yeah, actually mine's kind of bigger. And then I was like, explaining, over explaining myself and halfway through I was like, I don't even, I don't care about the size of my Christmas tree, first of all. And second of all, this is a nine-year-old. I'm crushing his Christmas tree dreams. He's okay though, he's very sweet. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, here's something. So, like, <laughs> I think I'm funny. Um, and thank you so much. Actually, yes, applause break is, is in place. Um, I think I'm funny. And, uh, but if I see someone in a group and they're cracking jokes. I'm like, fuck you. Who do you think you are? How dare you? You trying to be like some sort of comedian? Um, I think I have some self-hatred to work through, but I think I'll be okay. Um, okay, I think I have 30 seconds. Uh, nope. Oh, that's it. Thank you. Have you two minutes. Oh, two minutes? Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> or 30 seconds. Whatever you like. I can keep. Oh, um, if a waitress calls me a sweetheart, I will immediately assume she's my mom forever. Uh, I just love when people try to comfort me. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thank you. That's a great, it's great to hear from an audience member. <laughs> First hand.
in silence. Um, okay, I'll try this. <laughs> oh, I've got one minute. Here goes. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I feel like French people are kind of sensitive and touchy. Um, he agrees. That's a very genuine laugh. Um, for example, here's a conversation I made up uh, between a French man and an American person that is not real, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Hey, Louis, what are you doing later? Do you want to go to a movie? First of all, it is uh, lui. I've told you that many times. I can't believe that you don't recognize. It's really disheartening that you don't listen to me. Secondly, American movies are shit. So no, I don't want to. Thank you. Fuck you. And uh, thank you. That's it. <laughs> All right, there we go. We got the shake that time. Give it up for Perry, killing it up here for all of us. What was what, would, what was worse when you thought you had thirty seconds, or you heard you had two minutes? That was that was you get the best of both worlds. Like, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> this joke is perfectly a perfect. I've practiced this so many times down to the T. All right, guys, your next comic, he's part of Destiny's Mom, and his last name occupies about 20 pages in the New York phone book. Give it up for David Roth. Thank you. Um, I'm excited. I'm doing a show in a synagogue tomorrow night, which is just, everything happens. I have, I, all my sets are getting Jewier and Jewier. I'm like, try, everyone's like... Dude, do you have anything to talk about besides Judaism? And then I ended up fucking, like, became the creative director for J-Date. I just, <laughs> someone sent, by the way, J-Date, uh, they're located, their headquarters is in Berlin. Which is just some, like, sick sense of, like, reparations. Like, I, like you tried to kill us, now you're trying to bring us back. Pick a fucking point of view, Berlin. Um, I was... <laughs> And also, I visited my, uh, my buddy, and uh, I met his son. He's like five years old. And my buddy's like, hey, Nathan, uh, look at, you know, David's also Jewish. And then this little kid was just like, no, he's not. No, he's not. And I've just, that's never happened to me where I, like, felt like I needed to convince anyone that I look Jewish. I just want to, like, grab this kid, like, dude, look at this fucking face. Study these features. You will never, ever see anything Jewier in your entire life. Study me. Um, I, oh yeah, also I had like this weird thing happen. I was just at an open mic and I said, I mentioned I was born in, uh, that I was 36 years old and like, that guy fucking Boris came up to me afterward and was like, hey man, you look really great for 36. <sighs> I know, I know, I look amazing, but I love being born, like I was born in 1981 and some people like, were you born in 81 too? No. It's just a, you're... He's making hand gestures that I can't understand right now. 1980. Um, oh, 1980. Dude, I think we were born in the absolute perfect time because this was like this is like the golden era of prank phone calls. Like if you're alive in the 90s, it was like pre-SAR 69, pre-caller ID. Like you could ruin anyone's life and they had no way to track you down. This is also when they were making like voice modulators so you could like sound like anyone. It was amazing. Uh, they also, my favorite thing though, there was this service that Sprint had, and it was called Sprint Relay Online, and it was a service for deaf people. So basically, you're on the computer, 
you dial a number, then an operator uh, calls that number, and whatever the person says back to you, it gets typed out on your computer, and whatever you type gets said to the person. Like some kids in high school were getting like hand jobs under the bleachers with a cheerleader. Like I was, I, I was fucking like I had like a comedy slave working for me at Sprint for Sprint Relay. Like my favorite thing to do was I would just. I just started calling really busy restaurants. Like there was this one place called Pizza House and I would just call it up on like a Saturday night when it was just like insanely busy. And I was just like, hey man, what's, like, what's on the menu for tonight? And they're like, dude, like, can we just call you back? It's like so busy right now. Like can you just can we not talk about this on a Saturday night? And then I had this like signature line that I, that I used. It just came to me in the moment and I just typed out like, please respect my disability. <laughs> Which like then like the operator just wrote like audible sigh and the guy's like All right. Well, I guess we should start with the pizzas uh, He's like, you know, you can find this like online, right? And I was just like, I don't have a computer <laughs> And that, then like the operator winks at me, but yeah, he would just be like Yeah, I was like what kind of pizza toppings do you have and he'd be like pepperoni sausage mushrooms fucking olives like there's just something like he got to olives and like that's that's just like what did him in um I basically had like phone sex with literally everyone on my contacts list. Like I could not just, I could not stop. Um, Cause I feel like the operators were excited that because like all, all week, you know, like they were just getting these like lame calls like, hey, Shani, can you pick me up from the library? And then finally they just had like some dude uh, trying to, all right, um, what else do I have? Ha, fuck you. I didn't, yeah, I should have memorized this, but I didn't. Uh, also, oh yeah, also that was like when three-way calling happened and I did like so many three-way calls. Basically like dial a number, press conference, and then dial another number and like just let the drama ensue. Like you can just, my favorite thing was I called um, my medieval history teacher, Mrs. Dan, and then conferenced her with Domino's. So like both of their phones started ringing at the same time and she picks up the phone and then it's like, hello, it's Domino's. And she's like, I didn't call Domino's. He's like, well, this is Domino's, like, what's, do you want a pizza? She's like, I didn't call Domino's. Like, would you like a pizza or not, ma'am? She's like, I, I, okay, well, I'll have two large pepperoni pizza. Like, I just fucking made this woman get, like, I was basically, like, making cold calls for Domino's. Uh, but not on commission. That's not a good move as a Jew. You gotta make some money. All right, that's been my time, guys. Thank you. Give it up one more time for Jeff Dean. That was great. Always good to have him. Wait, sorry. That's David Roth. Oh, I jumped the gun. Sorry, guys. I'm a little thrown off. Uh, I made it one of my New Year's resolutions to fart less in mutiny, and uh, it's taking attacks on my focus, okay? It's, uh, it's drawing blood away from my brain. All right, but so let's bring up the real deal. Your next comic, he's here to amuse you. He's here to make you laugh. Give it up for Jeff Dean. Marty Connie, everyone. Give it up, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Classic. Classic David Roth, you know? <laughs> um, I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just joshing you. I'm trying to make jokes up here, you know? <laughs> I know that you'd, you're pretty surprised for me to be a jokester type comedian, but I'm going for that route now. Went way too far with that. Went too, too much talking in that hole. I should just stop. Just, just. All right, I'll just tell my first joke. 
I uh, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm pretty progressive, but every once in a while, like a, a little thought would come into my head, and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm turning into like an 80 year old man right now. Like I saw the trailer for The Shape of Water. Anyone won a ton of awards? You guys hear about this movie? It's where this girl falls in love with like a sea creature of sorts. And I was just like, that is disgusting. Like I'm not, it has amazing reviews. I do, I kind of didn't, I didn't want to see it. I, do, I still am a little, there's a sex scene apparently between her and, it's just, it just doesn't seem natural to me. Um... I uh, I have I like movies a lot. Um, I I don't have very much confidence in my own judgment of movies because I'm very easily swayed by Rotten Tomatoes. You know, like I love Big Daddy. I saw it maybe a year ago. Even still good. It's not like one of those movies where I'm like, oh, you know, it was only good back in the day. Like Mighty Ducks. That might be the case. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Not as good now. But Big Daddy, great, great film. Um, I call them films, but I look at the Rotten Tomatoes score. It has like a, it has like, it's in the forties and I'm like, I'm, I'm dumb. I must be just, it's not good. It can't be good. I'm just like, I feel like I'm wrong. It's, I feel so disgusted. What? Thank you. (laughs) I'm just like, I like it, but there's something wrong with me. I don't know. Um, what is it? have it on my phone here too okay Uh, I watch movies with my girlfriend a lot thank you I have a girlfriend everyone I have a girlfriend so pretty exciting Uh, it's very frustrating watching movies with her Um, don't like it at all especially like when we're watching a movie that I like and I want to show her I'm like oh have you seen Good Will Hunting and she's like no and I'm like you want to watch that? Like, I've seen it, but I'll watch it again. Like, I don't care. Love Goodwill Hunting. I'll watch it again. So we're watching it. She's going to the bathroom, and, like, I'm like, I pause it. I'm like, you didn't even tell me you want me to pause it. She's like, don't pause it. You watch, and I'll just, I'll wash my face, wash her face, and I'll listen. Oh, you listen. Are you fucking, I sh- I'm showing you this. I've already seen the movie. I want you to see it. I want to share this with you. It's very frustrating. Um, so the other day she was like, oh, I've seen this, this movie Arrival. It's so good. I'll watch it again. I was so excited. I was like clipping my nails, you know, just looking down. She's like, oh, are you, you're not even paying attention. I'm like, yeah, I'm listening. And, uh, she's like, you don't even, you, you don't even clip your nails. You bite your nails. And I'm like, when's the best time? It's probably, now's probably a good time. I don't know. <sighs> just wrote that. <laughs> mm, I thought it was funny because like I'm biting my nails because I don't ever bite my nails or I always bite my nails but then I'm clipping my nails so it's obvious I'm just yes I'm purposely doing it just to piss her off I was having it what oh I'm drinking a bunch of water so I can pee <laughs> okay I like that I'll, I'll think of it I'll write that down. <laughs> this is good. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> I uh, I don't like watching TV shows with her either. It's uh, like we'll be watching, you know, the first episode of something because we're like, oh, is this a series we want to watch, you know? And we'll be watching and th- say I like it and say she doesn't like it. 
then I just can't watch that show anymore unless she's sleeping or something. But say she likes it, I don't like it. We have to watch all five seasons of that show, whatever it is. And um, it's not because she's controlling or anything. Everyone's like, oh, is she controlling? No, I just really, I want her to like me. So anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thanks, guys. Joe Workshop is Mondays, 6 to 8. Uh, Mondays. Um, no, don't worry. It's not your, you that's wrong, Jeff. It's Rotten Tomatoes that's wrong. They rate every single Adam Sandler move, movie below like 30%. It's total dog shit. I, I don't agree with it one bit. Like retroactively, like shitting on his old flicks? Yeah, I don't, I don't trust it one bit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all this fucking... Yeah, it's it's really trending downwards. But you know what's not trending downwards? First, I'm going to give the person who's next on the on the list a chance to claim the spot. Is there a share love here? Share love. Oh, kind of. It like rhymes if you like reverse rhyme it. No, we're gonna insert the man who with the list. Uh, his name is Matthew Quirk. Give it a hand as he rolls on up here. Oh, God, I love these intimate rooms. Uh, so, hey, anyway, Marty, I got to say, thanks for mistaking me uh, for someone who was uh, rejected by Sketchfest. Because uh, I got to feel Sketchfest doesn't even know my name. Does not even know I exist. I would be so happy to be rejected by them someday. Maybe that's my 2018 resolution. Actually, I did one make one uh, New Year's resolution. Uh, I'm trying to be less of a crotchety old man comic, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, did you uh, punk ass uh, bitches uh, see the sunset the other day? It was beautiful. It's lovely. It's a journey, not a destination. Ah, bless you. Uh, so, anywho, uh, stable genius in the news lately. Extremely stable genius in the news. Uh, Trump recently claimed that all the airline safety of this past year, you know, is, is all because of him. He, he's taking full credit for all the airline safety going on these days. But I think if there was one man that we could give credit for all the airline safety, wouldn't it be Osama bin Laden? Thank you. Thank you. That killed in this room relative to... Yeah, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. I'll take the win and move along. Uh, So uh, what else did I want to say about our stable genius president? Yeah, he recently... uh, No, that's not where I want to go. Oh, now I'm all a fluster. Oh, yeah, uh, he was claiming that all these countries are shithole countries, and I, you know, I, I beg to differ. It's pronounced shithole, shithole countries. Terrible people come from there. It's a political term you snowflakes should familiarize yourselves with. Anyway, uh, while I'm on the subject, uh, anybody here been to Haiti? Right, exactly. Uh... So anyway, the Chateau countries, he says he wants Norway. He was like, how come people from Norway aren't coming to America more often? And uh, 
Let me see. Let me think if I let me see if I can think of a reason why Norwegians wouldn't be flocking here. Oh yeah, universal healthcare. Also, I don't see Sven picking fruit and vegetables and you know removing your asbestos for five dollars a day. You know, I don't see that happening. Too political. Oh, yes. Good, I got to keep everyone alive in here and off their fucking phones. I'm losing the battle. Uh, any, anywho. Anywho, thank you, thank you. That was totally ad-libbed, man. It was just, that was just me in the, that was just me in the moment. So, uh, anywho. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't do pratfalls, man. So anyway, let's see what else I want to say. So they caught the uh, the the Nigerian prince guy. Did you know they caught him? Yeah, a white guy in Louisiana. Yeah, it turns out he's not just a scam artist. Uh, he's been catfishing us too, motherfucker. Uh, so anyway, yeah, t- Trump lately has been uh, doubling down so double hard on his double dumb that. Poor Kellyanne Conway can't even get a word in edgewise. I mean, Kellyanne Conway. I hear that name, man. That's a meth name if I ever heard one. And she is one crystal methamphetamine girl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you and good night. Matthew Quirk, everybody. Give it another round for him. Killing it. And somehow not falling down on his skates. It's always impre- the most impressive part of his sets. Um, yeah. You can see him on Embarcadero tonight, blowing by you in a blur on his blades. All right. Uh, next up, we have a wonderful girl. She's been working hard this week. I've seen her at a few mics, and she's been killing it. So why don't you keep that momentum going for her? Give it up for Nicole Kalisic. I've got Hell yeah. Let's just get into that sad music. What's up? I'm so sad I'm not in rollerblades now. God damn. That's the only way to do comedy. Oh, it's good to be here. Even though I sound like this. Don't I sound terrible? I sound so sad. <laughs> you just went, yes, you do. And then immediately got scared of my response. Uh, I'm, I'm sick. I'm very sick. I've been sick, I think, since uh, the first week of December. Anyone else? Relatable material? Woo! I've been sick, as I sniffle, um, I've been sick since the first week of December. It sucks to be sick that long, but it's also kind of an amazing feat as a woman when you're sick that long. I feel like, uh, guys, do you try to get laid when you're that sick? Is that a thing? Is that a thing that happens? Do you make an effort? No, you kind of give up on it. And even if I wanted to give up on it, I don't know... I don't know that it's it's possible. It's really interesting in a long-term relationship, especially. Because uh, here's a fun thing about being sick that long. You don't stop fucking. Your boyfriend is not disgusted by you at all. And this is like a minor version of how I've sounded the last few weeks. I've, uh, I've gotten into like different levels of phlegm. Uh, and I think at one point I was at, a, at about like, <coughs> like there. 
Like I thought, <laughs> who wants to hear that orgasm? And still, as long as I was like bent over from behind, he was like pretty down into it. Just can you imagine like, uh, <coughs> and he comes to that noise. Still, it's amazing. It's amazing to me. I don't know. I wouldn't fuck a guy who was making those noises. I would be revolted by it. But look at you. Look at you straight men making it happen unstoppable forces you're fucking animals all of you but you also know how to make a girl feel pretty so i appreciate i appreciate it i feel like being vegan is the most socially acceptable way of saying you have an eating disorder (laughs) don't you think that show me a fat vegan where are all the fat vegans at? I have not met one. I have not seen them. And I am really annoyed about it. Being vegan seems to have one body type. And a lot of them are my friends in LA who seem to have gotten acting jobs <laughs> since they coincidentally became vegan. I don't mean to like talk shit about veganism in general. I actually do totally support the principles and ideals of veganism. Uh, politically, I like totally identify as vegan for sure. It's just that like socially, I'm composed of 78% delicious meats. And I don't see that changing anytime too soon. Uh, I think, let's see, especially uh, one moment I feel like I connected with people I didn't, would not normally connect with was uh, actually after Hurricane Harvey, uh, they had B-roll of just people surviving the disaster, right? So you would see B-roll of grocery stores that were totally emptied, cleaned out, just people who had ransacked the place, who looted the grocery store for their next meal to be able to survive. Whole aisles, whole rows and shelves cleared out, except the vegan food section, <laughs> fully stocked. Still, and yo, I've never related to Texans more than when I saw that B-roll. I want to know what's going through your mind after a disaster when you still avoid the vegan food section and you're not sure where your next meal is coming from. How does that go for you? Are you just like, oh, tastes like shit, won't nourish me at all. Keep moving. Cashew cheese, that's a real disaster. Up top, Bill, yes. Okay, thanks, that's my time. Guys, that was Nicole. Give it up one more time. What a wonderful set that was. It also makes me think about the fact that you never see any vegan alcoholics either. Uh, that's not a thing because there's no way you could get through an alcoholic life without that sweet, sweet bacon to pick you up in the morning. Like you never hear somebody say, you know what really is going to save my life right now is a black bean burger or... Dude, you were just crushing those cucumber straws at the strip club last night. Like now, hold on while I clean this... Uh, falafel puke off my cat all right your next comedian he's wonderful he will deliver your weed directly to your doorstep give it up for Stephen massey thanks uh you get to learn the lesson that everyone that uh 75 of the bay area comedy community has has learned in the time that i've been around marty it's uh stefan yeah, no worries. It happens literally every day. Um, so I've been—I uh, was out of town a little bit during the holidays. I went to New, uh, New York with my family, uh, which was pretty fun. No, it wasn't. Um, 
the entire experience, I feel, was best encapsulated by a moment I had just walking back to uh, the place we rented. Uh, uh, the, it was right near uh, Greenwich Village, and there was a, this emergency room on the main drag on the way there. And as I was heading back, there was this guy just standing out there, just like, just chilling. And, and I, so I like, I glanced at him for <clears throat> a second, two seconds tops. And, uh, he immediately just goes off on me. He's like, what the fuck are you looking at? Motherfucker, rip your head off. Keep walking. And that's New York. That is New York in a nutshell right there. Um, <laughs> I had a, I had a nice, uh, come to Jesus from my uncle, uh, while we were out to dinner one night in public. That was, that was real fun. Um, and he basically felt like I was directionless and that, uh, all the things I'm involved in aren't really going anywhere and that I'm worth more, uh, crazy notion, I know. Uh, but his thesis was basically like, just put your head down and work your ass off to do something that you're actually passionate about for a couple years uh, and then you'll come out on the other side with something uh, better. You'll come out with with a great reward, whatever whatever the thing you're trying to work toward is. And in the moment, I was just sort of mortified being yelled at in a public place. But then later that evening, um, I began to uh, deal with a stomach bug, which kept me on the toilet until 3 a.m. And I had uh, uh, I had voided the contents of my bowels, uh, but I was still feeling like hell. And I, I was so worried that I was going to throw up at some point, just with what I don't know. But I, and it was in this uh, prolonged uh, porcelain cruise that I realized that my uncle was right, that I do possess internal fortitude to see something through to a great conclusion. In this case, it was, you know, pr prolapsing my anus on the off chance that I might need to vomit at some point. But, you know, the, the, the point is still there. The point still holds. Um, hooey! Just flying by these five minutes. Um, yeah, my family, uh, my family gives me anxiety. I don't know anyone for whom that's not true. Um, but I've learned uh, recently that uh, I, it's a, an anxiety that I've experienced before, so I can deal with it to a degree. Uh, it's the anxiety that I felt was in when I was in school, guys. Uh, and it's, it's pretty much what I felt up through high school. College was a five-year vacation, and I have the theater arts degree to prove it, but I'm... Psh. Uh, but even though I never want to go to any form of school ever again, I can at least point to flaws of my clearly squandered education. Unpleasant teachers, idiotic social gaffes I made, asshole roommates. Um, when it comes to my family, the problem is just me. It's, it's me. I'm a deeply flawed uh, person, and that's not meant as sarcasm. They are, they are correct. They are entirely right in this uh, assessment. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, uh, while we were in New York, we saw Aladdin on Broadway. Uh, it was amazing. It was, an, it was an incredible show. Uh, really talented. I got you, man. Uh, production and cast, even from the nosebleed seats. There was, you know, half dozen Persians watching Aladdin. I thought that was funny. Um, but as much as I respect everything that went into it, uh, if you do theater, you're always going to be one of those people to me. I would, like I said, I was a theater major in college, and I have used my degree every day since graduating, except for financial gain. Want to make that clear? 
so when I say those people, what do I mean? Uh, general traits I associate with most theater people are those that think it's okay to just start singing in public. Apropos of nothing, it's it's just weird. It's not quirky or cute. You save that shit for Rocky Horror and Disney musicals in literally any venue. Uh, then there's people who do cosplay, uh, dressing up outside of conventions or Halloween. I get it. You're uh, trying. You like to pretend to be someone you're not. I understand the appeal. And it's fine if you are one of those people. I still have a lot of them in my orbit. This guy on Facebook has made a career out of being one of those people. He's fat and happy and all power to him in his endeavors. But no matter what, he's always just going to give off an aura of large child to me. Which, to be fair, I project myself. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys. I'm Stephen Massey. Stephen, Stephen Massey. I apologize for the mix-up. I shouldn't have done it. I should know better at this point. Um, know better than those... I know, all those, those long... Yeah, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there, guys. Uh, your next comic, she's wonderful. She's a real firecracker. She tried to t she tried to tame the delirium on Monday, and she did. She bought that bucking bronco down to its knees and made it please her. Give it up for Alyssa Westerlund. Great intro. I stepped on your toe. Great, that was great, that was fucking great. And I was thinking, you know what's weird about having a vagina? Is that it's like, uh, it's like the first thing people will notice about you, right? But it's the last thing they find. It's always, you know, it's not like, it's, anyway. Um, so that's what she said, that's what she said, was originally popularized to inform men that a woman already said that. She's been saying it. Uh, anyway, men who think women aren't funny. Do we have any of those in the house? Can I get a shout out? Oh yeah, we got one in the back always. Yes, well, it's men who think women aren't funny are the same men who think we don't have orgasms. It's a sad life. <laughs> sad life. Anyway, I know I hate men. I hate men because they talk. And everything they fucking say is stupid, right? Like I had this guy tell me the other day, he said, I'm a photographer. And then he sent me an out of focus dick pic. <laughs> it's not artistic, man. It's just really hard to interpret. Um, I shouldn't have to interpret a dick pic, anyway. Um, so I, uh, I met this guy the other day and he said he was a reformed Jew. I was like, reform, Jew. So that means you're not gonna replace us? <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, too many Jews in the house, whatever. Where am I, I got, I got one for the Catholics. You know why they call them good Catholics? Because otherwise they're just pedophiles. <laughs> I don't have any jokes for the Muslims. Okay, and here's my reason. So we got all these Jews, we got Buddhists, nobody cares. Uh, but then we got, we got these Catholics, and Muslims are 25% of the population, right? So if I wanna keep telling my, my pedophile jokes, I can't offend the terrorists, right? Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying, anyway, I, and it's like, it's, it's weird, because you're like, which is worse? Who's worse, uh, terrorists? or pedophiles, 
you know? Apparently, you know, like, people are torn. Mainly the children. <laughs> Obviously, fucking pedophiles are worse than terrorists. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I'm, wi- I'm trying to do PR for Muslims is what I'm trying. I'm like, I'm trying to, like, I want to get hired by, a, uh, in, you know, Islam. I will help you. I'm on your team. As long as I can keep talking shit about the pedophiles. And the Jews. Like I said, no good Buddhist jokes because no one cares. Like, no one cares about Buddhists. Like, I'm sure there are Buddhist terrorists and Buddhist pedophiles, but, like, no one talks about them. China has too much power, man. (laughs) It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Okay, so I was born in a cult. Legit cult. If you don't know what a cult is, it's a lot like a church. Right? Uh, you go to meetings, they, they take your money, and they fuck your kids. Same thing, you know? Um, so my parents left the cult when I was five, and my brother, he was two, and they left because my dad said, no one else is gonna molest my kids. Right? And he didn't actually molest us, he's just Canadian, that's how they talk. But uh, then this Christmas, this recent Christmas, like, we're at Christmas breakfast, and Dad says, "Okay, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk. You want to talk about it? Then we're gonna talk about it right now." It's fucking 6 a.m. Because Dad is a con- contractor, and he wakes up early, and he can't stop. He's 63. He's retired. He can't stop. Uh, but no, since so it's 6 a.m., that's what time we get breakfast on Christmas. And we're like, "What are we about to talk about?" And Dad was like, "I never. There was never any sexual abuse." Okay, there was never anything of that kind. I didn't touch you. I didn't do anything. I didn't touch. Okay, sorry, Scott. That one time, I did touch your balls. It just, I just, just, I just flicked them. It was just one time. Okay, we talked about it, you guys. We got to do family pictures. You can be in them. Um, no, but so Christmas morning, I find out my brother was, mol- you know, we find out, me and my brother find out together that he was molested. And, you know, all these years I've been telling him he was the favorite. <laughs> and now he can't argue with me. Anyway, have a great night, you guys. You're amazing. Alessa Wonderland, making us all question our childhood. Um, I was actually raised Catholic, but I've strayed from the church a bit. Um, it's hard to stand with or, by an organization with their stance on homosexuality, right? You know, that stance being that um, it's cool with underage. Um, I think that Kevin Spacey never should have said, uh, you know, he shouldn't have come out as gay when he got caught. He should have just said he was a priest. I think we all would have been fine with it. We'd have been, oh, okay, that makes sense. That all adds up. I should also point out that most terrorists are actually pedophiles too. So you really, that Venn diagram really just crosses right up for you. I mean, they're they're all about kid diddling over there, okay? Afghanistan is like, that's what they do. It's, uh, it's really weird. Um, all right, well, enough of that. Trying to bring up your next comic. He's wonderful. He hosts the, uh, Christ, what's it called again in Berkeley? Uh, Important comedy comedy every other Tuesday. You want to call it that? Second Tuesday at the uh, Triple Rock Brewery. His name is John Alcabas. Give it up. Thank you very much. 
Um, that is true. I don't know. I don't know if Kevin Spacey like even meant like that was that was weird. That whole thing was weird. That was a oh, super weird move. Just being like, oh, I I did it because I'm gay. Like that's we were talking about the Kevin Spacey thing earlier about how he, you know, you've heard the Kevin Spacey thing, and my it was just weird. It was like I don't know. I didn't know that was a move you could do. So I tried it one time. My roommate was like, "John, you fucking left the dishes all stacked up. What's that all about?" And I was like, "Dude, I'm sorry. Kevin Spacey is gay, so we're all just dealing with that in our own ways. Um, I'm having a tough time with it myself." Um, earlier, I was parking. I finally found a spot, and I was I was doing that thing where you like kind of look to see how you did. Like, am I close enough to the curb? Am I over it all? And some lady walked by and was like, you're fine. Um, and I just started sobbing. I was like, I am fine. It's going to be fine. I don't know. It's hard. I always fuck up and park on the street when they're trying to do street sweeping. Even the, And I, I like wish I, I want to go to a city, city council meeting and be like, yo, stop giving me tickets for street sweeping. Like, I'll do it. I'll sweep up my area. I have a dustpan. I have a broom. I'll tidy up. I'll take care of it. I don't think they want that. I think they just want my money. $72 for a little stretch of... I'm not parking in dirty spots. I'm parking clean spots. If anything, I, if a bird shits there, it's going to go on my car and not the street. So you're welcome, city of San Francisco. Um... I don't know. Driving, I go back and forth between driving and taking the bus. Like, because taking the bus is just so much easier, just in terms of rules. Like, with driving, there's literally thousands of rules that you have to remember and, like, study for and shit. Taking the bus, there's, like, as long as you don't take your dick out or punch the bus driver in the head, congratulations. You passed. You get to ride the bus. Very good. Maybe pay is the other rule. In San Francisco, it's kind of just like a tip jar at a punk show. The, the bus driver's just like, thank you for riding the 49. We do this every 15 minutes. Please tell your friends. Um, if you got a couple bucks, we like to put some gas in this bad boy. I don't know. Also, why, the thing about, why are there always signs everywhere that say like, hey, remember that you can't punch the bus driver in the head as hard as you can. It's like, yeah, I know. I remember the no punching rule. I assumed it applied to bus drivers as it applied to all of God's creatures. Who are these people who are punching the bus driver? Is it just people with like so much rage at the system and they see a guy in uniform and they just snap? They just lunge at him? I have the opposite problem. Every time I get on the bus and I see the guy in uniform, I'm just like, thank you, sir, for everything you've done. And I still don't really pay, always. That's okay. Um, I am pretty grossed out by the word daddy in a sexual context. Like, I never would want a girl to call me daddy in bed. And I think I'm so grossed out with that word that, like, I don't even think I could have my kids call me daddy. I think daddy is just off the table as a word. Ruined on both ends. No daddy. I can't have that. Some kid, like, daddy, can I have some apple juice? Jesus Christ, we're in public right now. What are you doing? What is wrong with you? Be ashamed of sex always. That's what I'm going to teach my kids, is that sex is bad and shameful. No, I'm not. I'm going to teach them that it's great. I don't, I'll say it's okay. 
I'll take a neutral stance on sex. Sex is a, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, that's cool. It can be a good time. Um, know what's something good to ruminate on is that, um, think about like how ancient Romans, they're Italian. Ancient Romans are Italian and they talk like Italians. So just, mamma mia, let's go to the Colosseum and, uh, all right. Ancient Romans being, I think, I think it would play out maybe in a cartoon or something. They are, they're, um, I, uh, why do people always say it's easy to cook, but like cooking, does anyone else see cooking as like a fucking magic trick? Like every time someone is like just cooking and they, all of a sudden everything's ready at once. It's like, oh, what, how the fuck do you just do that? What, what was that? How do you just do that again? One more time. Do it again. I may, I make them do it again. They hate it. That's how I, I steal food that way and put it, make them put it in Tupperwares and then I take it. Um, I work, I work for, um, for DoorDash. I deliver food to people. Um, a lot of times it's just to the DoorDash people in downtown San Francisco, which is a weird fucking meta thing when you realize that they just invented this service so that they can like invent, stay there and invent more services where you bring them shit. There's like an unlimited amount of services like that that you can sign up for. And every time one comes out, there's always an article like, this person is a fucking genius. Look at fucking Leonardo da Vinci over here inventing an app where you can get a Band-Aid brought to you called Ouchie. And they just have to put it right on your boo-boo and kiss it. How brilliant. How brilliant. This one is called Super. Um, and if you, uh, it's spelled S-O-U-P-R and... Um, it's you have to bring people piping hot soup to their door or wherever they want you to the forest the beach anywhere piping hot soup and you don't even get a car you just have to run with it as fast as you can just you're just sprinting with san francisco with piping hot soup and if you spill any um you lose money it go comes out of your account and goes into the customer's account as soup points which the customers love they love soup points um Talk to me after the show. I can get you a promo code. Um, and that the way that works is uh, I just give you a code. And then when you type it in, it just takes money out of my bank account. And you get all of it. It's great. It's a great business. Um, thank you very much. All right. We are in the waning hours of the happy hour open mic here at Mutiny Radio. If anybody else wants some time, we got some spots on the list. If you just want to come up, speak your mind, let your message be heard. That's okay. My message, I also have uh, a wonderment about some, a sense of wonderment about the bus. The whole, anybody who sees a sign that says, uh, don't punch a bus driver in their head probably doesn't need that sign. Anybody that can read that sign probably doesn't need it. Uh, I, I don't know. I had a guy yesterday, yesterday I was really fascinated by, I mean, he wasn't even exhausted and he was shadow boxing for like 20 minutes, like the entire ride. It was impressive. And I thought to myself, like, how is this guy so fucking crazy and still so functional? Like, does he know what stop he's trying to get off at? Like, how does he know that? And then I thought about it and it was like, it, Every stop is the right stop to get off at when you're that fucking crazy. Like, you're, that's your stop is wherever you get off. Like, you nailed it, man. Going to go. Good job. Unless it's where, like, rich people live. And then you're going to get your ass kicked. Um, all right. Let's bring up your next comic. <laughs> when he hears the bell ring. <laughs> that's probably what it fucking was. I should have done that. Just bing, bing, bing. 
kidding? Like, you're good, man. Way to go, Tiger. <laughs> All right, your next comic. Every Monday, he's hosting Trivia LOL at Delirium, and he's coming up to give you some laughs. His name is Warhol Kaufman. Give it up. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Damn. It's unclear if that's why I'm here or not. We'll figure it out together. Um, I don't know if you heard about the Japanese astronaut, Lieutenant Kanai, who made a claim that he grew nine centimeters in space. He was like, I don't know if I can, I don't know how I'm going to come back home. I just grew nine centimeters. But it turns out it's not true. He didn't really grow nine centimeters. Um, it was more like 2.5 centimeters. Typical Tinder date. Anyway, James Kaufman. James Kaufman is a doctor who is found uh, to be responsible for releasing opioids on the public in a massive way. He had a whole underground opioid ring. And then his wife found out and he had her killed because she wanted a divorce and he didn't want her to leave and she threatened to expose him. Take a chill pill, am I right? Uh, the courts just ruled on North Carolina gerrymandering. Apparently you can't be dividing up North Carolina all crazy anymore. Uh, that's cool. I think while we're while we're making these mapping decisions, uh, do do we do we really need two Carolinas? Is that still is that necessary? I don't know about that. Um, I was reflecting over the holidays that two of the most significant military battles uh, I've learned about throughout history occurred on Christmas. One of them was in World War One, the truce, the truce, the impromptu truce on Christmas between the Allied forces and the Axis powers, and it's a beautiful thing because uh, you know after such vicious warfare, the more the most deadly, uh, bloody warfare that we've ever seen on Earth, a group of young men got together and they played soccer and they exchanged gifts and they told stories and then 12 hours later they went back to gassing each other and the the ones that refused to fight on Christmas were sent to other parts of the front lines and punished and most of those guys were murdered um, but the other story I remember is George Washington over Christmas crossing the river and then murdering all the Germans <laughs> And I just thought that was interesting. Merry Christmas is what I'm saying. Um, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box, uh, the CEO, made a, an announcement that if we're going to have a wage increase, it just makes more sense to hire robots at Jack in the Box. So that's fine. I think that's, I think that's fine. He can go hire his robots, and I'll continue eating out at bars and vaginas. Um, I have a concept, um, it might sound like a hard sell, but you know, there's been a lot of police brutality out there. So here's my thought. What if all police officers were required to be 
infants. I think we could solve a lot of problems. Um, I've heard a lot of stories about young black men getting shot while handcuffed in the back of cop cars. That makes me wonder, like, do police not watch Pulp Fiction? I love Janet Varney, too. She's great on Spontaneous. Anyway. Um, you know, I was thinking about Bruce Willis. You know, like, Bruce Willis doesn't get that much credit for being a good actor. But, you know, I bet he is a good actor. Like, I bet he's not even that tough. Uh, I don't know if you heard about Sanchi, Sanchi the oil tanker. Just sounds so cute. Like, it's so cuddly, Sanchi the oil tanker. Spilling oil in the Pacific, Sanchi the oil tanker, so cuddly. Here's what I think, honestly. There's like a billion Chinese people. If they want to spill oil in the ocean, that's that's their ocean, you know? Fuck it. Um, on in the middle of my... Notebook, it says Hamlet joke. <laughs> I better tell the Hamlet joke. Uh, so, you know, Hamlet Hamlet stops, stops seeing Ophelia, and then he tells her, get thee to a nunnery. Like, that's mean. That's, that's like, not only, like, do I not want to fuck you, that's like no one else will ever fuck you for the rest of your life. Wang Fuman walked four kilometers, four kilometers to school in China and ended up with icicles in his hair and in his eyebrows. His grandkids will never be allowed to forget that. Two, three, four, five, six of us. All right, guys, that was Warhol Kaufman. Give it up for him one more time. Oh, man, I w I'm trying to be more culturally sensitive myself, but the Chinese are making it really difficult. Uh, stop making animals extinct because they have things on their body that look like boners, okay, guys? Uh, we appreciate everything that Eastern medicine has done for the world, but Western medicine has handled the dick thing already. We have a pill that will give you a boner so hard you might have to go see a doctor to make it go away, okay? You can only have one kid anyways. What's the big fucking rush? Like, what are you going to be so virile for? Huh? <laughs> Dr. Love. Um, all right. We managed to pick up one last comic to keep you guys laughing. So why don't you give it up for the new, the fresh, the person I've never seen before, Samantha Locke. Six of them again. They cheered for joy and slapped each other on the back. Gratefully, they turned Can't any so I hope you guys weren't looking for like a really light, happy comedy, because that's not what this is. Um, my parents divorced when I was younger, here it comes. Um, and so it strained my relationship with my parents a little bit, especially my mom. She blames me a little bit, and you know she thinks I don't love her as much, which is stupid. Of course I love her, just not as much as my dad. Um, I've grown up in both houses, bits and pieces. And last summer, actually, my mom and I went to a family therapist, you know, to try and fix that and to fix that relationship, and it worked really well. We haven't talked since. I'm thinking, you know, especially going, if I want to have my own family, I, I'm a woman, but I want to keep my last name. So that's something I've been thinking about. And 
I don't want to be the odd one out, you know, because if I have a husband and he has the kids' names, then I have my own name, and it's weird and it's uncomfortable. So my solution is we have two kids, and before we're, they're born, we decide who gets what's name, who who gets which name. So one will have my name, one will be Locke, and one will have his name, and that way we know the favorites before they're born, and it's all out on the table, you know, and. His favorite can ask me, like, oh, can I go to a friend's house and sleep over this Friday? And I'll be like, well, you should ask your father. He loves you more. And we can figure it out that way. That way there's no awkward, see, if I'm working, we'll know who gets to pay for college. We'll know who goes on what vacations. It'll all be figured out. And we'll know who gets who for the divorce. Recently... I've put tape over all the cameras on the devices in my home, which I know is weird and irrational, but I'm concerned now that the FBI man is going to get offended. It's like a presence that you have and you're sort of not aware of, always sort of listening. It's comforting almost, and I don't know what I'm going to do without that. Okay, that's all my new stuff. Thanks. Oh, all right, guys. Samantha Locke, give it up. What? Yeah. Yes, we have two more late additions, or rather, additions who uh, decided to bump themselves down on the list. A rare occurrence, guys, but we, we all really appreciate it. And uh, what was your name one more time? Nathan Mosher, guys. He's late to the party, but he is here to pick it up. Give it up, guys. Nathan Mosher. Thank you. All right. Um, cool. I am. I'm dating a. I'm dating a, a brown woman. Uh, she's Sri Lankan, which is nice. Uh, you know, I'm not racist, uh, which is nice to be able to say to people. That's how people justify if they're not racist. If they're dating someone. No, oh, I love black people. I fucked a black chick once. That's not enough. Just because you have sex with something doesn't mean that you think that thing is not inferior to you. Especially if you're a man. Men fuck a lot of things that they think are inferior to them, right? There's a thing called a glory hole. That's where a man will have sex with a door. Men will stick their penises in anything. They'll stick them in couch cushions, pies. If there was a pie chart for how many men have had sex with pies, a guy would stick his dick in that pie chart. It's not enough to just, you can't just like one thing, you know, from a culture and think, oh, I'm not, I'm not racist. I love fried chicken. I didn't ask if you like fried chicken. I like, I asked if you like black people. All right. Fried chicken is not a people. It's a Chick-fil-A ingredient. <laughs> I also think you can like a person, but not a people. I hate white people at parties, but I love my friend Austin when he's drunk. I also love going to parties where in the kitchen there happens to be a full loaf of bread and a jar of Nutella. That's some white people shit. I went to a party, there was a full loaf of bread with Nutella. I, this was a hands down the best party I've ever been to. I didn't talk to anyone, I just ate Nutella bread the whole time. It's like six pieces. It was amazing. They had ingredients. I started getting, started getting creative with it. You ever get so drunk at a party? Do you ever get so drunk that you think Nutella and Tapatio taste better than human connection? <laughs> I mix Tapatio, Nutella, peanut butter, and lemon juice. 
on a piece of bread like a fucking illegal immigrant stealing supplies from a Texan's house at the border. It's amazing. It tastes like a Mexican spicy Reese's peanut butter cup. My mom's also an immigrant. My mom's an Asian immigrant, which is, uh, they're scary. My mom's scary. Asian, Asian moms are like T-Rexes. They only sense anxiety and movement. They're just so keen to you being, they just try to swat away at your nervousness with their tiny little hands. Except their tiny hands are just metaphors for their limited perspective on American culture. And they're not hands, they're just slippers. My mom was at the airport, my sister was late for a flight and she was freaking out in line because there was a huge delay and my mom's freaking out. This black lady turns around, she's like, lady, you can't control the situation, you have to let things go. My mom's like, okay, you're right. And then she just kept freaking out. She didn't even notice, she didn't even notice that I was like, mom, there was no black lady there before. Like she just appeared out of nowhere, <laughs> okay. Man. Yeah, I feel like old black people have like a habit of just appearing out of nowhere and dropping wisdom on you. <laughs> They're like the janitors of the universe. They're only there if you fuck things up, you know what I mean? I've had so many I've had so many old like the person who inspired me to do comedy was an old black surgeon telling me that, you know, you gotta chase what you're good at and I was in New York. I had a I, I was in a um I was really sad because uh, I got booked on this show and the crowd left and then I didn't get to perform. And uh, I was at KFC afterwards. This black man with no front teeth sitting next to me, he's like, hey man, you want a cookie? And I was like, sure. He's like, you want the whole thing? He just gave me all these cookies. And he was like, you go to, you go to NYU? And I was like, no, I go to UCLA, I'm here over the summer. And he was like, okay man, well, let me tell you a few things. Don't go past Second Street after dark. Um, and, and never forget that the creator is always with you. And he just like left. And then he goes to get some food and I'm leaving and he's like, I'm getting a drink and he, he like sees me. He goes, Oh, also one more thing. Uh, no matter how much you love a woman, don't let any bitch get to you. And then he fucking walked out. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? I had a girlfriend at the time. I was like, what the fuck does this mean? But yeah, she did get to me. <laughs> All right, thanks. Bye. All right, that was Nathan Mosher, guys. Give it up. I think I said that right. All right. Wow, we have a final. This is, you're a lucky person. This is, you get an actual crowd on the open mic. Uh, this is good. Uh, I did like uh, your thing about the, you know, putting all that random shit onto a piece of bread. Uh, that's called prison food. Uh, that's, that's called prison food. That's what you did there. All right, last up, give a big round of applause. She's a fellow Cal Bear. Give it up for Sereni Warriors. Fuck, I already fucked it up. Wasakira. Man, reliving the old days, huh? All right. I got my hype man over here. Thank you, Warhol. Um, will you be my hype woman for the evening? Cool. This is a really loud mic. You can hear me inhale. 
Thanks for joining us. Who here's not a comic, by the way? Oh, wow. Hey, not you, man. Your work here. And then who else was here? Tight. Cool. How'd you guys find out about this place? Yeah, okay, that's fair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to talk a little bit about something that... Okay, well, hold on. Let me just get this... Okay, this is a thought I had. If I don't know how to spell clitoris, uh, does that make me a bad feminist? All right, okay. Now we know, okay. Uh, thank you for joining us, um, guy who wears a lot of black because he's cool and no one understands him. Okay. Um, so I want to talk something about I don't really understand. I'm living it. Maybe you guys can relate. Um, love. Um, I finally understand why some women uh, cut their husband's dick off. <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, uh... Like, I feel like if, like, 20 years from now, I have this, like, that's a raven kind of vision of me just walking into, like, a police station and just being like, yo, cop, you would have done it, too. And then just, and then, he, and then he'd look at me confused, and I'd reach into his belt and grab the cuffs and just do it myself and be like, hey, where's the nearest cell? Just check myself in. Yeah. It's weird. Um... It's interesting because the guy I'm dating, he he's codependent, and I have some commitment issues, so we kind of even out to an average couple. You know, <laughs> we're like the Goldilocks of relationships, like too hot, like too codependent. That's like watching each other sleep at night, like if Edward Cullen dated Edward Cullen, you know, and then like too cold. That's like not looking at each other during sex, like it's a little suspicious. You're only doing doggy style, you know. And then, like, just right is, like, the Obamas. You know? Like, I strive to be, like, a knockoff Obama. Because, like, SpaghettiOs, that was the knockoff. Did you know that? And we only know about SpaghettiOs. I just want a SpaghettiO relationship. It's goals. Let's see. Um, I'm dating, yeah, a 22-year-old man, and I use the term uh, man loosely because are you really a man if you don't brush your teeth before bed because you want to fall asleep to the taste of Cool Ranch Doritos in your mouth? <laughs> are you? <laughs> really? Thank you. Yeah. I'm helping him become civilized, so he, he doesn't brush his tongue. Do you guys, do you brush your tongue? Cool. Do you brush your tongue? That's a, that's a thing, right? Yeah, he doesn't brush his tongue because he says he gags. You know? And I'm like, well, if you want to keep kissing me, you better start sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> I like the two waves of laughter on that. Um, yeah, because like 90% of bad breath is on your tongue. And they say real men wear pink. Well, I say real men have a pink tongue. Okay? They say real men... Cry? Well, I say real men have tears streaming down their eyes, you know, down their face as they brush their tongue. They say real men don't hit women. I, I agree with that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like, am I, am I done? Do I have room yes, for... No. Thank you. Why does everyone walking in look like part of Vampire Weekend? I don't understand... You know what, I'm out. Thank you so much. <laughs>
All right, guys, that concludes the happy hour open mic at Muni. Give it up for yourselves. Give it up for the comedians who performed, worked out some stuff. Uh, that was wonderful. Thank you all for coming. Stick around for Pam Taxis Comedy Clubhouse. Where do they go? We got some people returning and some people, we got some spots open for some open mics. So if you want some more time, stick around. You got an audience here. This looks like a really great crowd. You guys are going to have fun. You guys have a great time. I'm going to make one last plug. Uh, two weeks ago, I threw the uh, my, my first show ever. The uh, It's called the F-Bomb Comedy Train, where we rent out the F-Line and host a show on the F-Line. And uh, it was really something special. And we're going to be doing it again come February 18th. It's going to be on a Sunday. Uh, we're going to have some really special comedians. It's a really cool experience. So if you can make it out, uh, look, we'll look, look online. F-Bomb Comedy, it's going to be on there. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Stick around.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a pal. 
password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen specials. Shot of Bullet Bourbon and a can of California Lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. 
I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975.